Today we are continuing our two-week focus on understanding what it means to be blessed. Last week we looked at the difference between asking why me and why not me. The first question, why me, assumes that when bad things happen, you are being singled out and punished by God. It assumes that life should make sense and that if something bad has happened, then you must have done something to deserve it. I remember when I was younger and going through the process of ordination, one of the requirements for ordination was to go through a program called Clinical Pastoral Education. With this program, once a month for the whole year, I would spend at a hospital. I went to the hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri, and from 4 p.m. to 8 a.m., once a month, I would be the chaplain on call at the hospital. And I remember one time visiting a woman who was facing some serious health issues. She was in her older years, and she had been pretty healthy for most of her life, but now she was facing a health issue. And I remember her saying that she was assuming that God was punishing her because she did not attend church on a regular basis as an adult. I tried to assure her that she was not being punished by God. And I was thinking to myself that actually she'd had a pretty good life if she hadn't had any health problems until that point. But that's what we tend to do when we ask why me. We are assuming that we are being punished for some reason. Now, the second question, why not me, assumes that everybody has bad things happen. It's just the way the world is, and we're not being punished by God when bad things happen. We are simply not excluded from the bad things just because we follow God. Faith does not keep us from hard times or answer the question of why there are hard times. Faith helps us to get through the hard times. So last week we focused on why bad things happen to us, and we questioned the thought that we are blessed when good things happen to us. No, the fact is that we are blessed because we are all made by and loved by God. And so we are all blessed, every single one of us. And blessing is not attached to having a certain income level or having a certain amount of things or a certain uh, standard of living. So today we are focusing on the fact that given that all I said last week, some of us are fortunate enough to have more than others, simply because of where we were born and the opportunities that we have been given. Now, hard work is certainly an ingredient in the things that we have in life and the success that we have, but it is one of many ingredients. And that is why there are some people who may work hard all their life and still face lifelong poverty because they may live in a war-torn country. And, And for many people, depending on where they live and what their situation is, the simple fact is that hard work does not pay off. So hard work is a part of what brings us success in life, but it's not the only thing. As Americans, we, as well as others in well-developed countries, uh, we are pretty well off, even with the pandemic. And I don't say that to make light of the pandemic. The pandemic has certainly been an equalizer, uh, affecting almost everybody on the planet. And so many of us are facing, facing hardships, even those of us in developed countries. But nonetheless, uh, for many of us as Americans, uh, we are living with luxury. We are living the dream, so to speak. Many people in impoverished countries look at people like us and they say, wow, that must be nice. 
Now, oftentimes we look at our own lives and we don't think we're living the dream by any means. And uh, we we think that we have plenty of hardships. and, And the fact is that we do. Nonetheless, even during a pandemic, when we are stuck at home, we know that we can be cooled in the heat and we can be warmed in the cold. We have access to clean water in several spots in our home, so instead of having to go to a community well where it's hard to do any social distancing to get a bucket of dirty water, we can just turn a handle in order to get clean water. Travel is limited now, but when we need to get out, we know that most of us have at least two or more vehicles to get us where we need to go quickly and comfortably. And although we're stuck at home, kids can continue learning, we can be entertained with free things on the internet, and we can still remain connected thanks to technologies. So we still do live in great privilege. And I'm not saying that to make light of what we're going through. I know that many people are seriously struggling right now with how to pay the bills when much or all of their income is gone. And in fact... Uh, I just saw an article not too long ago that was very sobering, talking about how the numbers of people who are unemployed are approaching the numbers that we haven't seen since the Depression. So we know that many people are struggling, and some of those things that I just mentioned that we take for granted, they may not be even sure that they're going to be able to continue to do those things. But there is no doubt that As Americans, most of us, we live with luxuries that people in other parts of the world can only dream of, even during a pandemic. And so just as we wonder why bad things happen to us, we may also wonder why good things happen to us. Uh, Some of us may have lived pretty good lives, and even though you, you know, for some of us, we may have faced hardships, we might say that generally we've had pretty good lives. We've, We've missed out on having to deal with things that a lot of people have to deal with. And when we hear statistics on how many people in the world live in extreme poverty, when we consider the comforts that we take for granted that others could only dream about, we wonder why God would choose to bless us so much, but not others in the same way. And of course, as I already talked about, blessing is not necessarily connected to things. So perhaps a better way to say that instead of why would God bless us is just why would God give us so much? when other people are given so little. It's almost as if God is playing favorites with certain people or certain groups of people. So these are challenging questions. You may even feel guilty, wondering, why me? Why am I being favored? Why are good things happening to me? Well, perhaps we can find some instruction from our scriptures our scripture reading, that if you tune into the service on our website, our liturgist reads the scriptures for us. But in the book of Genesis, when we are first introduced to Abraham, he's called Abram at this point in the story. And Abram is called by God to be a part of his plan. Abram is told to leave his home and to go to the promised land. And God promises to bless Abram and that all the families of the earth would be blessed through him. This is a project that we as Christians know as the Old Covenant, that God would use Abraham and his descendants who would eventually become the nation of Israel, and that the nation of Israel would then bless the entire world. And we know that that actually is what happened because Jesus came from the nation of Israel enacting the New Covenant, 
And indeed, Jesus has blessed the whole world by dying for the sins of the whole world. But see, the key here is that Abram was not blessed just for his own benefit. And it wasn't necessarily tied to any standard of living or wealth. Note, Abram was blessed so that he and his descendants could be a blessing to others. Another scripture reading that our liturgist read for us continues that concept. Uh, This uh, reading is oftentimes read in relation to a stewardship sermon. It talks about sowing and reaping, and if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. It's oftentimes used in a sermon where a pastor might be asking a church church members to give financially to support the ministries of the church. And that's certainly one way we give back to bless others out of our own blessing. But there are other ways that we can bless others through our own blessing as well. But the general rule of what is in the scripture is true. And that is that we reap what we sow. And if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. If we sow generously, we will reap generously. Now, I want to share another scripture for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says this, God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. Now, notice in there, it doesn't say you'll always be given money so that you'll always have enough to give money right? That's a promise that sometimes people give, but it's not really promised to us by faith. Remember, we talked a couple weeks ago in our sermons about how there are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees that if you give a certain amount of money to the church, that you're going to receive a certain amount of money. Now, I know that sometimes there are uh, stories about people who gave the last $1,000 that they had to their name to the church, and lo and behold, in the next week in the mail, they received $1,000. And uh, those stories are really neat and they're inspiring, but don't count on it. Uh, Generally speaking, we're not guaranteed that that's how life is going to work. Paul is literally writing to them about money because he's writing about an offering that he's collecting. But this principle at its core is not just about money. It can include money, but it is so much more than that. We are called and given grace by God. In other words, we are blessed by God so that we can give to others and we can be a blessing to them. And so that's what it means. We, we see this principle at work all over right now with all of the good things that we hear that people are doing to help during this pandemic. There are more good news stories on TV and in our social media than there ever have been before because there are so many inspiring things that are going on. And I think that when bad things happen, good people instinctively help out. We see all these stories such as people in communities, including people from our own congregation who are sewing masks for people to to use to stay safe. We all bless people in different ways. Now, I would never be able, well, I shouldn't say that, but currently I would never be able to bless other people by sewing uh, a face mask for somebody. I would have to learn a completely new skill. I'm not sure I'm up to that, but there are many people who know how to do that, and it's wonderful that they can be a blessing in those ways. We see other stories about people. I remember seeing a story not too long ago. You know how uh, people have to visit their family members who are in nursing homes by a window, I remember seeing a story about a person who used a creative way to visit their loved one 
who was on, um, it wasn't the first floor of the building. It was like three or four stories up. And so obviously the person couldn't go right up to the window. So they borrowed a boom truck and actually used the boom truck to get them up to the window. Now, chances are most of you don't have a boom truck handy that you can use to borrow. But the key here in all of these stories and the other stories that you hear is that while blessing others by giving money is a good thing and it's vitally important in many ways, you don't have to have extra money to be a blessing to others. You don't have to have a certain level of income to be a blessing to others. You don't have to have a certain uh, standard of living. You can bless others no matter what you have or don't have. You can use your time. You can use your talents. Basically, what we see in the news with all of these stories is that we can bless others by being creative and by using our imagination. You can come up with your own ways to bless other people. And so I want to encourage you that to know that no matter what your situation is, whether you have a lot of income, whether your income is less than it was, or whether you have no income, you can still be a blessing to others. Folks, the reality is that good and bad things happen to all people. Some people seem to have more bad things happen to them than others, and some people seem to have more good things happen to them than others, through no doing of their own, but simply because of where and when they were born or what opportunities are available to them. But blessing at its core is not about having certain things or a certain level of income or a certain standard of life. Blessing is something we all have at our core because God has blessed all of us. We are all blessed already just because we exist, just because we are children of God and God loves us. But some of us do have more than others. And it's not because God plays favorites, it just is. But God does call us to use what we have to bless others. We are all blessed so that we can be a blessing to others, whether we have much or whether we have little. Nonetheless, we are still blessed. We just don't have all the same resources and opportunities, but we are blessed. And that's why those of us who do have the resources and opportunities, and even those of us who have few resources and opportunities, can continually look at how it is that we can bless others with the love of God through our actions, our words, our finances, and our lives. Amen.